Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today's show is about how to stay mentally healthy during a crisis. It's kind of a follow-up show to the one Mandy and I did, kind of thinking about it and talking about it from a parenting perspective. But we wanted to invite one of our favorite folks and advisory council members to join us, licensed professional therapist Jamie Marchand. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Jamie's on our advisory council. She's awesome. Like when we have a mental health crisis or somebody contacts us, we're like texting her right away. Like, mm-hmm. are we saying the right things? What do we need to do? <laughs> point them to this show kind of thing. And She's then awesome. I point people back to Next Talk. And all of my clients, I'm like, you have to follow Next Talk. It's a full so, circle. It's right? a full circle. We have our people. We were right? supposed to have met a couple years ago when we did. It seems yes. crazy that that was a couple years ago yeah. now, I think. Yeah, but um, you're married. You have three littles. Yeah. What are their ages? We are at five, three and a half, and 18 months. So what I love about this is you are parenting in this pandemic just like we are. Absolutely. Figuring it out one day at a time. Yep. But you are a licensed professional counselor. I feel like we all need that degree right now, right? (laughs) And so what we really wanted to do was, like, you have an opportunity here to give our families a counseling session. Absolutely. Through this right now because they can't go in. A lot of them are scared to go in or they may not be able to get in or they may not know a good counselor. And we need to help our families because I'm really worried about the mental health of everyone as Mm -hmm. we go through this. Absolutely. And I think that's wise because we don't want to panic but we want to be wise and we want to be discerning and we want to get equipped because a lot of us are in a situation we've never been in. Yeah. And so with that, I mean, we have to have tons of grace for ourselves. Um, just allow new feelings, allow just unexpected things to be exposed in your heart or in your attitude or just in your home that you have never been struggling with before. So expect that. That's normal. And and past shows I've given um, this analogy, but I think it's it's helpful and useful right now. And it's a, you know, you jump into a cold pool. It's freezing. It's uncomfortable. But if you jump out, um, you never get the opportunity to let the situation warm up. Yeah. So what I mean by that is we all have our hot tub thing, which is our escape. So you jump into a freezing cold pool. It's uncomfortable. A hot tub next door. You jump into the hot tub because it's more comfortable. What mm-hmm. is that hot tub? It's avoid. It's escape. It can be unhealthy coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. It could be operating out of emotion, operating out of fear. You're going to eat more. You're going to isolate more, just meaning like I'm just going to go into another room and let my kids fend for themselves in the other room. But Stay in that cold pool because the longer you're in it, it's going to warm up. Mm-hmm. You're, it, this is going to become our new norm, and it is going to be okay. I love when you use that analogy. The first time you told me about it, you said you're, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. So it's you and your kids jumping in, and you used it as like the awkward conversation, mm-hmm. right? right? We're all in this together. Yeah, it's all, in it's all yeah, awkward right out. now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But now we're jumping into this cool pool of parenting in a pandemic right where we are like what is happening i mean it is hard to wrap your head around that the world is shutting down Mm -hmm. yeah because i think with that comes fear Mm -hmm. and a lot of us can even resort back to just um 
just childhood, some of us have grown up with scarcity. Mm -hmm. And so it's a time and place where that little child in you comes out and Mm -hmm. you get worried of going back to that. Or we also can be in a place where abundance has become our comfort. So when we don't have what we need in abundance, it can immediately. Yes. It really, you know, we've, we've joked for years about first world problems, but this really puts it in perspective. It It does. And I really does. That's why. How spoiled we are. Right. Just that instant gratification and just, you know, again, just, we don't like a feeling. We don't like something. We stay busy. We just distract. And so we aren't able to use those things right now. So I feel like this pandemic is forcing everybody to kind of look in the mirror, Mm -hmm. like look in the mirror and be like, okay, I got to deal with this because I can't go out and drink tonight. Right. Or I can't go out with my girlfriends tonight and escape this. And they're looking at their family and there may be a lot to deal with. Exactly. They're used to running from. Very true. And I think too, some of us, you know, we've just fallen into this where we get our routines and we are so busy just serving in so many capacities. The most important capacity some of us haven't always been freed up to, which is being at home with our littles. And that doesn't come from a place of judgment. It just comes from a place of where society has kind of Positioned That's the, kind of the norm. Absolutely. That's right. the norm. We're like robots right. going about our schedule. So you're almost judged if you're not busy. Exactly. You know? That's so a great point. Look yeah. at this as an opportunity to get to know your kids more and yeah. for them to get to know you more. And yeah. it's going to feel a little uncomfortable because, again, these are new roles. These are new. I mean, you've always been a parent, but mm-hmm. just the capacity looks different right now. I'm glad that you said earlier about give yourself some grace yeah, because things are going to come up that you don't expect. I think that's really important for people to hear because we're suddenly in this new, not only schedule, but environment. Yes. And I was just speaking with Mandy about like m- my husband might have to work from home mm-hmm. and he had a half day the other day and he's like, oh, it's just so loud because it's different being home and working from home. Right. And he's used to going to an office where he can go into a quiet space. And that's just not the case when you're working from home. And so that can trigger all kinds of things that you're not expecting. Right. Um, you feel overwhelmed. You feel right. unstable. Yes. Well, all kinds of things. And yes. something, you know, so I, as an LPC, I work two days a week. And the rest of the time, I'm at home. So I'm home a lot. And one of the things that has been so helpful on a practical level is just knowing that, like, those little things like just doing your laundry, doing your dishes, all those things, God is being glorified through all of that. And he is pleased by all of that. So that's been so helpful because sometimes, you know, like you're saying, you're at home and we're just going through this day to day. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, what is my purpose? Like, it feels like Groundhog Day. You wake up and you're like, we do it all again. And so I have found so much comfort And my own heart of just knowing, like, God is glorified in the day-to-day. He's glorified by folding the laundry or, you know, kissing the boo-boo and all this stuff. So sometimes you may not get a lot accomplished, but just maintaining your household, being present, um, you know, Well, and he sees it. He does. You may feel invisible. Like nobody, I I have felt like that two days of homeschooling and working from (laughs) home. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. Does anybody realize how hard this well, is? And then you, I'm like, oh, yeah, the whole world does. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, you get that selfish, like, does anybody see how? Right. Because a lot of us yeah. are coming from jobs where we're getting those emails, great job on the project, or we mm-hmm. love what you did with this. So we're getting a lot of affirmation and a lot of just work evals. 
and at home, those aren't happening. And oh, it's so, the opposite. It's judgment. Like, right. I don't like that chicken. You did that <laughs> well, answer wrong. Clean it up. Yes. Where's right. my underwear? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It is. It's like totally opposite. I think this whole discussion just, we, we are going to have new roles and we're going to have to create new coping skills. Mm-hmm. And we need to realize that and yes. talk about it with each other. Yep. I think that's going to be so important. I mean, last night I told my husband, I'm struggling. Like, I need help. And, you know, my whole thing was I wanted to just lash out and be like, do you know how? But instead, I spent enough time with you, (laughs) Jamie, (laughs) to know that the healthy way was to lay it all out there for him in a calm manner. Right. And then he was willing to just step in and help. Absolutely. Ask for what you need. Right. Ask Ask for exactly. Like last night, I said, I just need some time to do laundry. Yes. Like, I feel like that will help me feel like everything's not spiraling. And that's (laughs) that's a really big deal. And I think another thing is that, you know, like you said, just that calmness. So like if you have a whole chocolate cake, you can eat it, but it doesn't mean it's best for you. And so I think sometimes with our thoughts, we have thoughts, but just because we have them doesn't mean we have to say them. Right. And so I so that right there, we got to pause (laughs) because I feel like we're all going to need a filter right now. Right. We're all going to get on each other's nerves. We're going to be in close quarters. Yes. Um, you know, and I feel like this is super important to say to our kids. Right. It's okay for you to have this feeling or this thought towards right. me. But let's practice self-control. Yes. Because mm-hmm. the thing of it is, is like conflict is good and healthy. But if it's not done correctly, it becomes combat, which is wounding and it's destructive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. it's really not what you have to say. It's how you have to say it. And it's also just withholding things that aren't necessary Mm -hmm. because like I said with the whole chocolate cake yeah you can eat the whole thing but it doesn't mean it's good yeah you can say whatever you're thinking but just kind of learn to just be okay with not saying certain things and it might feel good good in the moment too just like the cake or just like yelling it might feel good in the moment to get it out but how will you feel afterwards yeah you feel sick from eating too much cake or hurting someone that you really care about and when you do have those moments look for it as an opportunity to practice forgiveness look at it as an opportunity to talk through like hey i shouldn't have handled it that way if i had a rewind button this would have been a more god-honoring way or a better way to have handled that. Mm-hmm. So when you don't get it right, because you won't always, that's where the grace comes in. Look at it as an opportunity to just practice forgiveness, practice of how I could have done that better. Love that. You know, two days into homeschooling and my son looked at me at dinner and he's like, you are really snippy. And he was right. Mm-hmm. Like he was right. Mm-hmm. I, because I was feeling out of control and mm-hmm. like, how are we going to do this? Right. And everything needs to be reworked at next talk and what, you know, yes. all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I apologized to him. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I've never parented in the quarantine situation like this. <laughs> I have never homeschooled and I'm not going to get it right. Right. And I'm so sorry. And I think like a really good thing was, you know, like at New Year's, every family will maybe come up with a word, you know? And so maybe come up with a word with Corona like, Grace is your family word or forgiveness. Oh, I love that. So like you you have a word that you can remind each other of when it's getting real tough. Right. Mm -hmm. And like what does this word look like played out practically in our house? Or how can we pray through this word or whatever? Just that word that just kind of brings you back. Your Uh, corona word. Your corona word. Your corona word. (laughs) That's got to be a song. Right? (laughs) Not a dance. You heard it here (laughs) first, people. The corona word. The corona word. Right. But really just that thing that brings you back. And, Uh, you know, I'm all about having fun in the midst of all this because I feel like 
chaos is going to inevitably, it's going to be there. But if you can create chaos in a healthy, controlled way, it will be a lot better. So it might be eating dinner and flipping your table upside down and saying, we're having upside dinner tonight. We're having breakfast. It's a way to manage a healthy, chaotic feeling in a controlled way where your kids are like, oh, this is fun. Or if you have a disco light, just disco dinner or a disco bath, Um, finding ways to have fun. And that's a great way for kids to kind of let their fun out in a controlled way. I I think this is so important to kind of have fun and and, and make – I know it's such a terrible situation right Right. now. And people are struggling and jobs are being lost, lives are being lost. I I get that. But I do think it helps kids. Absolutely. You know, my kids are older, so we have a group text. So we share the funny memes about toilet paper (laughs) and, like, all the things. Humor In our group text. It helps with depression. They've done studies. It it really does help us to kind of make light of the chaos. Yes. you said because I think we're gonna feel chaos within, and so yeah. um, we already do. We girl. need we to already. work on practical ways on what that's gonna look like. If you're just not tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 6:30. The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by the Pax Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's Pax Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through Pax Financial Group. Today we're talking about how to stay mentally healthy during a crisis, and we are blessed to have our dear friend and one of our advisory council members, Jamie Mershon, on the show. She is a licensed professional therapist, which is amazing. We're getting a free counseling session We're getting a free counseling session. My favorite. I love helping. And you've given us some great tips so far. We're just talking about how do we cope with this? How do we stay strong mentally for ourselves and for our kids? Yes. Well, before the break, we talked about that chaos, and I think, you know, when we have that going on within, we want our house to feel clean because we don't want to live in chaos because we feel it within. But bring back the messes. Because let me tell you, being at home with littles, here's what I've learned about messes. (laughs) You can't teach problem solving, common sense, and creativity. That has to be developed. But with that comes messes. So giving your kids opportunities to bring back the messes. But then also you can schedule cleanup sessions. So maybe at 10 you do a reset and then at one you do a reset and then at four. And so you just kind of set reset times where it's just like you let your kids be creative. You let them, you know, do their playtime or whatever. And it's going to look messy and chaotic and you're like, whoa. But that's where you have to understand like kids need that and that's Mm going to help them. And if you schedule those reset times, just know it's like, okay, at 10, we're going to get order again. At one, we're going to get order again. And so that's a great thing just for kids to learn in general to be responsible and a good steward of their things. But I think that will help parents too, kind of help with not freaking out with the messes in our house. Because a lot of us, you know, when we leave for the day, our house is just sitting. But now we have little ones or kids all day long, Mm -hmm. you know, creating 
and <laughs> making well, messes. And a, a lot depends on your personality here. Sure. You know, I'm an Enneagram one, so the messes for me stress me out a lot. Sure. Um, and I think you need to recognize that in your kids. Yes. If they are like a perfectionist and they like order, this may be really hard for them. Absolutely. And so help them find ways where maybe their room can be off. You know, there it can be perfect, and they yep. can go in there, and the bed, yeah, everything can be made and tidied. But then that's your zone, right? But out here, it's going to not be as crazy. I love that. We yeah. do a space, which is kind of what you're okay. saying. We yeah. have a space for each person. Uh, like my husband has a drawer. Like he does not clean that drawer. But he likes everything else to be organized, like in the bedroom. For the kids, we have a playroom that I can close the door on. So yes. all week, they can build and create. And I mean, it looks, it's just a nightmare. Don't even go in there. No. it's But at the end of the week on Fridays, we know, okay, it's time to kind of take reset. everything down and reset. Yeah. Everybody has their little space. I, I like that. order. So in my spaces, there's order. But it gives everybody a kind of a place to go away. Right. Well, and I think even people who aren't Enneagram Ones right now, they're looking for kind of organization because the world is so crazy. Right. And things so they want to control. Yes. Things yes. they can control. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So let's just talk about just some practical ways of just staying mentally healthy. Yes. Um, one is just stay connected to your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Go outside when you're able. Get that vitamin D. Yes. Yoga is great. Movement is great because here's the thing. A lot of us are feeling stuck. So if you're able, it's just packing up the kids and going for a drive and playing I Spy. Um, Like I said, yoga, walking, hiking in nature. Dancing. um, Find things that bring you joy. Crafts, FaceTime with family, friends, baking, house projects, watch comedy, keep your minds active, scripture, puzzles, books, games, podcasts, learn something new. So see, all these great tips, we look at that from a practical standpoint. But as a counselor, you're saying this is actually good for your mental health. Absolutely. You know, I look at that as just ways to fill the time and practical stuff. But you're saying this keeps you mentally healthy Absolutely. Yes. And like just kill the ants and the ants are automatic negative thoughts. So this is practicing just like different ways to reframe it. How can I look at this in a different kind of way? Limit social media, develop new routines, and then stick to reliable sources. And so that could be the CDC, John Hopkins, Mayo Clinic. And so those World are- Health Organization. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love what you said about ANT. Say that again. Yes. So it's automatic negative thoughts. So O-A-N-T-O. Okay. Yeah. Automatic negative thoughts. Yes. So I feel like this is a good thing to teach our kids. I was just going to say I that. I love that. Because yes. we can say when fear creeps in, when the overwhelming feelings creep in, yes. should they speak it out loud to us? Yeah. Like, just so when that we can help them control the ants. Kill the, yes. Kill and the ants. you <laughs> can give the kids like an ant thinking. So it would be a negative thing like, oh, my word, you know, the world's going to shut down and then help them reframe that. Okay, so what would killing that ant look like? The world's going to maybe shut down for two weeks. That is much easier to cope with and much easier for us to handle than mm-hmm. the world's going to shut down. Forever. Like, forever. Yeah. So helping kids reframe. So you give them examples of what an ant thought would sound like okay. and then help them reframe it to what would be better. Because here's the thing. The rain comes and oftentimes we go right to the tornado. And... It's not catastrophizing the situation. So it's like, yeah, the rain is here. The wind is picking up, but the tornado isn't here. Mm. Now, let's be wise. The tornado may come. We're not going to live in denial. But let's meet the storm where it's at because if we automatically go right to the tornado, Mm -hmm. that's fear. That's panic. That's catastrophizing. And that's just going to intensify feelings. I feel like this is so good I can't even speak. This is so good. (laughs) 
stay in the rain. This yes. is really good. Yes. This is like one step at a time, but I love your analogy of the tornado and the rain because yeah. I mm-hmm. think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. And that helps our kids too. If we can walk them through that, keep them focused on what's actually happening. Because I know my one of my kids, he will, he'll look out and he'll be like, Tornado, tornado, tornado. Yeah. When really it's like, you know, it's a drizzle. It's a beginning to rain stage. Yeah. And so I think that will help so much to explain that. Well, and the ant, too. Because, you know, I know I, I sense from kids, you know, their main thing is what if I get corona? Like, what right. if I get it? And then we can talk with them. Well, most kids do fine with this. Right. They, re, you know, we're, we're quarantining. We're locking down to protect the elderly. And we're protecting, you know, everybody around us right. who, are, who are compromised, their immune and systems. And just talk to them at their level. So what is your worst fear if you do get corona and they're like I'm gonna die okay well right there they've expressed their worst fear and so then talk about what a more realistic fear would look like so the realistic fear is if you get it you're probably gonna have a runny nose you know you're gonna have a cough and so talk to them at their level of what a more realistic fear would look like because that's another way to reframe it you're Mm -hmm. going from their extreme to more like if you would get it this is what it looks like in a child so how fighting fear with truth I think really helps well and I think I think we need this is a balance here right because we don't want to dismiss their fears absolutely we want to acknowledge them and meet them in that moment Mm -hmm. but then help them break it down to take it from a negative thought and reframe it just like you were saying with the ants thing right Yes, and just more realistic. So you're Mm -hmm. not dismissing it. You're like, yes, that's a real fear, but let's reframe that to a more realistic fear. And allow them, give them permission, and thank them. I'm so glad that you told me that. I love hearing about your fear so I can help you with that. That way they don't feel like a burden. And I think another thing that is really helpful is that kids tend to go inward and they think how it's going to affect them. Mm -hmm. So even looking at as how can I serve others? So it could just be writing messages or cards for healthcare workers. Even if they may never even get those actual cards, it's one of those things where you can take a picture and if they know a nurse, it's like, we're going to we're gonna Text say it. thank you for serving yes. us. Send a picture. Or put it on social media. Exactly. Like, put, put it, it. yes. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it's like, you know what? Let's figure out how we can make our home more peaceful or cozy or calming or how can I help our neighbors she's got tons of leaves out front like let me um you know what we did the other day is I had three white trash bags and we made an Olaf out of leaves and so you can just go do that at your yard and you (laughs) so again bringing in the fun I love that but looking at other ways you can serve others or even just looking down looking for ways you're grateful like Mm. how has God like showing up today. Where do we see God in this? And so that's another great way um, to just reframe that anxiety and give yourself permission to have yes days as a mom and lots of grace. Like today's just going to be a yes day. We may have too much TV. We maybe didn't get enough school. Ice cream for lunch. Ice cream for lunch, right? <laughs> Today's Those a yes days day. are needed because yeah. you know what? You need to feel success in this. And part of that is just, we're not going to fight today. Yeah. You know? Kids, they need boundaries. They need discipline. They need consequences. Yes, as a whole, that's the goal. But yes, days once a week, maybe it's Friday or you mix it up, Mm -hmm. you know, you are going to be fine. Yeah. Give yourself grace. I love that so much. Well, and I feel like right now we're we're feeling like failures a lot. I'm feeling like a failure a lot. I'm not cut out for homeschooling. I'm all the things. So, So just finding the places where I am doing well. 
Like, yes. yeah, like reminding yourself of that. Yes. You know, one thing that we've done is read the Bible every day. And I'm like, that. you know what? I may be failing in homeschool, but we're digging into the word. And I've had to remind myself of that. Like yes. I'm doing something right. Well, and I think even just talking about the enemy, like where can we see the enemy in this? He's mm-hmm. going to want us to be fearful. Mm-hmm. He's going to want disunity in our homes. Mm-hmm. So like he's going to want fighting between brothers and sisters. So yeah. what does it look like when we can identify like, hey, you're not my enemy you know, I love but that. But just what does unity look like? Who can be the peacekeeper in this? Where can we have a timeout room if somebody just needs a break? Like yes. you're not in trouble. I'm not sending you away, but you just need a break. And so helping kids identify when they need that timeout. Like you're not in trouble, but I can just tell the grumpies are coming out. This is a great time for you to just take a little you time and l- help kids discern what they need to and what that's going to look like. Or maybe they're hungry. I mean, like if I'm hungry. I'm going to have some feelings. I have said many times, I have one that the the food thing really affects him. And I'll get down and I'll look him in the eyes and I say, I want to talk to you about this and we're going to work it through, but you need to eat first. Yeah. And they will fight you on it, but it's like working with a whole different kid once he's had food. Yes. And so sometimes it's simple like that. And I, I think having reasonable expectations and knowing that you know your kids. Absolutely. You know them. Um, it, it, that and, just helps. And you know, we've talked about in past sessions, too, of just like, you know, Christ, he's giving us the fuel for this day by day. He's going to equip us. He's given us what we need. So just like we're teaching the kids about an enemy for them, it's for us, too. Mm-hmm. He wants us to let loose in our kids. He wants us to be impatient. So just identifying when the enemy is getting a hold of you as well. Absolutely. God is in control. Yes. And we keep reminding ourselves of that in our home. Like, worst case scenario, God's got us. Mm-hmm. God has he us. Knew yes. this was coming. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for being with Thanks, us today, Jamie. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?